Welcome to the Chantel Ray Way, the inspirational way to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting. Remember, the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be with you today. Welcome. And I have an exciting guest with us. His name is Jay Campbell. I've got his book right here. It's called Burn Fat with the Metabolic Blowtorch Diet. This book is just flying off the shelves and we're so excited to have him. Um, I'm here also with my co-host, Chris Sykes. Welcome. Thank you. Hello, everybody. And I do want to say this, you know, I we're going to have some different guests on the show and I don't necessarily agree with everything that they say. They don't agree with everything I say, but that's what makes the show great is that we don't always have to agree on everything and you can decide what you love. And so Jay, tell us a little bit about your book and, and about yourself. Sure. Um, thanks for having me on your show today. I appreciate it. Um, so I wrote the metabolic blowtorch diet. Um, and actually like three months, it's a diet that I've been working with mm. or using with like private clients for close to five years. Um, I, I, I'm kind of, kind of friends with Martin Burkans, who's kind of the originator, at least online of intermittent fasting and his protocol lean gains from like back in 2007, 2008, when he first put it online, when really no one knew what intermittent fasting was. Um, and then I just kind of tweaked it with my own clients and, and, uh, you know, working with Josh Smith and course our other business partner Jim Brown we decided last summer you know they were like dude you know you got so many people on this lifestyle um, why don't you guys write a book about it you know we can push it out to more people so they can expose it to quote-unquote the masses so we did um, and the book started as like a five-page white paper white paper PDF and do you know 155 160 page uh, book on intermittent fasting um, you know to just ask who I am I mean I've written three books now I'm kind of like known in the anti-aging age management space, hormone optimization, because I wrote the number one selling book of all time on testosterone um, optimization therapy. And now I have a follow-up book that just came out in January, actually February 1st to be correct specifically called the testosterone optimization therapy Bible. And that book is more of a book that is kind of all encompassing. It's for men and women on how to manipulate your hormones, how to increase lifespan, how to uh, minimize insulin signal, um, just so all the other things that we talk about in the metabolic blowtorch diet, which is obviously a diet mostly about intermittent fasting and how to optimize it. So that's kind of who I am. Awesome. Well, we're going to get right in and, and I've saved some questions. We've got some questions here. Everyone emails the questions. If you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantelrayway.com. And this first one is from I don't know if it's Dana or Dana from Utah, and she says, good morning, I'm new to intermittent fasting and my biggest concern is losing all my hard-earned muscle. I am a fitness instructor and there are some days I work out at 5 a.m., 9 a.m., and 5 p.m. I usually drink eight ounces of egg whites with four ounces of limeade. That sounds disgusting, but that's not part of the question. After my workout to replenish my muscles. I worry I will lose muscle if I don't. What would Chris do? Smiley face. So now we have two people to answer, Chris and Jay. So Chris, we'll start with you. How do you answer this? Uh, I mean, I was, I was worried about the same thing when I first started fasting and and I was worked out in the morning before, probably before 11 o'clock in most days. I didn't, when I started fasting, most days I didn't eat till two, three o'clock. 
I was worried about the same thing, but I mean, honestly, I just you just had to go. You you just have to do. It. You have to try it, and then you'll see. I, I was worried, but like I said, I didn't I didn't have any decrease in strength. I was I was still able to get stronger by the week. Um, I didn't see a decrease in muscle at all. You know, I lost fat, so I lost a little bit of weight, but it wasn't. I I feel like I've, since all. I've done intermittent fasting, my muscle mass has increased, and you can see my my muscles even more. What about you, Jay? Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I'm more of the scientist, so I don't know like how, you know, deep you want me to go, like with your listening audience and stuff like that and talk about, you know, energy, um, you know, utilization and stuff like that. But fasting is something that any person can do. Um, you essentially have to change your gut microbiota and how you change the gut microbiota is, is an adaptation period. So normally for most people, we find that like anywhere from six to nine days, um, if you fast at a certain interval, and that could be anywhere from 12 to 15, and, and, and we find in our book, and obviously we're very big on this, that if you can fast longer than 15 hours, you'll change that gut microbiota faster and more efficiently. Um, but that's what, that's what all fasting really is, is that you have to change your gut microbiota, and you do that by you know, acclimating, essentially, it's called fast, we call it fast adaptation, where your body just gets used to not feeding and eating at a certain amount of time. And then once the body gets used to that certain time window, it starts rely, relying on its own fat stores or it's what we're known as free fatty acids to burn as its energy or its fuel, its substrate. Um, so that you can literally, as you fast, you bar, you burn stored body, you burn body fat that's, you know, on your body. So again, as you become more efficient and you can extend the length of your fast, your body fat decreases much more efficiently. And to Chris's point, um, there's really no such thing. There's so many people in the fitness community that are that are like panic stricken over losing right. muscle. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I'm like, well, you know, honestly, Jay, we get this question. This is one of the questions I get. We constantly, we don't, you know, we don't answer, we try to answer most people's question, but sometimes we'll get three or four of the exact same question. And this is the question we get over and over and over again. And I'm like, Look at Jay. Look at the muscle the, that he has on his body. Look at Chris. If they ripped off their shirts, you'd be like, dang. I mean, these guys are muscle bound. These guys are not losing muscle. They look like a million bucks. And, and, and I'm getting more muscle. Adam, yeah, there's, there's still plenty. It's not like your body has zero nutrients when you wake up in the morning. Like it just got rid of every single nutrient that you ate you know, yesterday and the day before yesterday. There's still plenty of nutrients, still plenty of fat. There's still plenty of protein. There's still plenty of carbs usually stored in your body. So it's not like you, you're, you're operating on zero fumes when you work out the next morning and you're not eating direct 30 minutes, you know, within 30 minutes of your workout. Exactly. There, there, we, we, I actually have a study in my book that's linked. It's probably the best research ever done on fasting. And it's by Dr. Jose Antonio. And I can't remember the research people with him, but they took very, very highly trained athletes who had body fat levels below measured DEXA scan 7%. And wow. they, fasted them, they fasted them below um, beyond 72 hours. And there was no uh, breakdown of amino acids, which is muscle tissue, until 78 hours. And this, again, these are for athletes that are below 7% body fat. So what that means, if you extrapolate it to everyday people, there's no way you're going to lose muscle by fasting. I mean, you would literally have to not eat for five days and then yeah. not be, you know, fat to, to even have a concern. So it's not a concern. It's yeah. A and I, I will say this. I, um, so my church did a church wide fast and 
they did a fast for biblical purposes and they wanted everyone to fast for eight days. For four days, I fasted with nothing but water. And then the, the last four days, I had bone broth and a little bit of juice. After those eight days, I did feel like, because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't working out as much and, you know, I was doing whatever. I did feel like maybe I lost a little bit of muscle, but I don't even think I did. But I think my, my thing is, is I don't think you're going to lose, for sure, if you're not fasting for more than three days, definitely three, more, the, more than three days, you know, maybe, but I don't think you're going to lose muscle at all. And definitely through intermittent fasting, if you're doing 24-hour fast or you're doing 16 hours, you're definitely not going to. Yeah, I think, I think right, Dana's thing goes back to the old myth that you have to eat, you know, you have to taking a bunch of protein 30 minutes directly after your workout. You know, that's been a myth that's been around for a long time. And I think that's what she's thinking. Like, I'm working out at 9 a.m. I'm not eating till 1 p.m. So those four hours, I'm just just basically just withering away in those four hours. And, you know, we, we, we I mean, I know we've, we've addressed the myth, you know, before on the, on the, on the, on the podcast, but it, it, it's just a myth. You, you, you're all right. If you don't eat within 30 minutes, all those, all that hard workout you just did at 9 o'clock a.m. is not going to waste. You'll still be able to reap plenty of benefits from it. All right. Let's move on to the next. Go ahead. The supplement companies want to push that, that you have to eat every three or four hours, right? Because they yes. want to sell you supplements. Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. It says, hello, I have been doing, this is from Allison and I don't know where Allison is from. She didn't say, by the way, if you don't mind when you send an email, I always like to know what area you live in. So make sure you add that. Allison, I have been doing IF for two weeks. I have been eating from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. and have been eating approximately 1,200 to 1,400 calories. I eat salads and healthy meals. I have also started working out and have been doing spinning four times a week. I'm five feet tall and weigh 118 pounds when I began. I'm trying to get to 108 pounds. I just weighed myself and I gained three pounds in the last two weeks. I'm freaking out. I have heard you talk about the whoosh effect and water in the muscles. Is there anything I can do to get this whoosh going or to get rid of excess water? I look like I have tightened up, but the scale is freaking me out. I really want to start losing soon, and I have a lot of excess fat around the middle. Thank you. P.S. Can I drink LaCroix, LaCroix sparkling waters during the fasting? So... Uh, who, first of all, let's talk about the whoosh effect. Jay, are you familiar with the whoosh effect? Do you know what that is? Uh, -uh. okay. So there was a study done that said, so for me, when I first did intermittent fasting, my first two weeks, I lost no weight at all. My third week, I lost, uh, six pounds on the scale. So it's like, okay, well, did I really lose three, did I really lose six pounds that third week? You know, no, but that's what the whoosh effect is. You can, that basically what happens is, is that you, your body, when you're losing fat, you put, your body puts water where that fat cell was. And so then all of a sudden, at one point, you kind of just whoosh all that water out. And that's why it's like, wow, I haven't losing weight. I'm not losing weight. And then all of a sudden you lose six pounds. 
Um, so that that's exactly what happened to me. And I was concerned. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not losing any weight. And then boom, it was, it was gone. So we call that the whoosh effect. And that is a big thing that happens with intermittent fasting. Um, Chris, what would, how would you answer her? Uh, it's hard because she, she didn't she didn't describe her routine before she started fasting. First, she's only been fasting for two weeks, so it's not long enough to get an accurate sense of you know uh, is, is it is, is, is it you know for, for her results she's trying to get. Um, let me see, she's eating a six hour window, twelve to fourteen hundred calories a day. So I guess she's just she gained three pounds. Like I said, it could be a lot of things. Um, the, the water weight thing, did she eat some salty foods the last few days? I don't know. You know, she might be retaining some water. Like I said, she's only been doing fast for two weeks. It's, 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 it's just not a long enough sample period for her to say, I'm freaking out, I gained three pounds. Three, you know, you know, my body, it, it, most people, anywhere from one to four pounds a day, you can fluctuate. So three pounds isn't a, isn't a huge deal. Like, but she said a key thing that she's seeing, she can see the results. She looks like she's tightened up. So that's a big reason as a trainer, you know, we, we, t we take the weight on the scale, but we also take inches. You know, I've had people lose one to two pounds in a month, but lost three inches on their waist. So, you know, what, what, would, you rather what would you rather have? You look like you lost 10, 12 pounds. You know, you lose three inches on your waist, that's huge. But you only lost two pounds on the scale. So if we rely directly just on the scale itself, that's kind of like a, that's, it's kind of like a false hope. So, you know, she, she's, she's feeling down just strictly by the numbers. I was definitely advised her to start taking her inches. Second thing is she, like I said, she tightened up. So she said, I can, she can see herself in the mirror that she tightened up. So obviously what she's doing is working. Uh, she gained three pounds. Jay, I think it's 12 to 1400 calories. She might, you know, she might have to adjust that also. Man, he, he's 100% right. I, I don't work with any clients that are, even have scales. The first thing we tell any of our clients is put your scale in the garbage can, okay? Because the scale is meaningless to body fat loss. We're not looking for weight loss. We're looking for body composition change, fat loss. And the only way you're going to see that is exactly as he said, through measurements. The easiest way for people to measure is by clothes fitting. Okay. Yes. Like in the stomach, like he said, like if you start dropping dress sizes or pant belt loop sizes for guys, that's how you're going to really measure. And then the other thing that's very important, especially for her, I think her name's Allison to focus on. Yes. Is if you're doing this right, you're going to be changing your body composition to more muscle and less fat, right? So your weight isn't going to deviate very much if you're doing it right because you're probably going to be adding a little bit of muscle and intermittent fasting is great for that. So you should never focus on the fat, on the weight. Like I said, get rid of the scale and focus on the measurements, how you feel. And again, as Chris said, when you're looking in the mirror, like, do you feel tighter? You know, do you have you know, belt loops tightening, that kind of stuff. But focusing on the scale is just going to drive you crazy and create drama. Yes, exactly. And one of her other questions was, can I drink LaCroix sparkling water during fasting? And so I would have to ask her which one of those sparkling waters is she drinking and what exactly is in that, that sparkling water. For me, you know, Jay, I'll let you answer that question first, and then I will. No, Go ahead well, about the LaCroix so, sparkling so water. It's a great question, honestly, and it's a question we get all the time, too. And obviously, we covered it heavily in the book. It really just depends on you. If you're someone who is 35% fat, body fat, you know, clinically obese, labeled, you shouldn't be eating anything that has any kind of caloric, you know, uh, density or energy in it because you're breaking your fast. But if you're someone who's just you know, like intermittent fasting to maintain your current condition, maintenance type, you know, if you're going to have some branched chain amino acids or 
a diet Coke or something like that, you know, that's fine. But, but, but technically and scientifically, any type of, you know, energy dense nutrient, whether it's a carbohydrate, fat or a protein molecule, you're breaking the fast. That's why I like all these well, people these, that scream, these oh, LaCroix- I branch chain amino acids. That's breaking you fast. I agree. I agree. But these LaCroix, the LaCroix sparkling water, it depends which one that you get, but most of them look like they are zero calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, zero protein. Um, and all it says on it is carbonated water and natural flavor. My question is, what is that natural flavor that they're putting in there? Because, I mean, you know, with those, you got to watch the artificial sweeteners. Um, because I, I, you know, that, that's one of the big things people ask me: is the artificial sweetness does it does it have any insulin response? And obviously, if it has an insulin response, it breaks your fat. So, I mean, obviously, Jay, Jay probably knows more about the artificial sweetness than. But everything I've found is, is is up and down. So I, I mean, I just try to avoid it completely if I'm trying to fast. You know, I feel that like artificial sweetener, being that there's no there's no uh, I haven't found it. I haven't found a study at least. Maybe Jay has. He, he probably knows more about it than me. I agree, 100%. Let's it's, talk, again, about, let's talk like, about those artificial sweeteners, Jay. You're breaking up yeah. just a little bit, Jay. No, I'm, I'm drinking them right now. So so, so bottom line is, and I'm, I'm not fasting today because I'm eating today. It's training. I trained legs this morning. But um, again, it really is your goal. You know, if you are desperate to lose body fat and you want to do it the fastest, most efficient way possible, Chris is totally right. Avoid all artificial sweeteners. Avoid anything that will elicit an insulin response. Because if you get an insulin response, you're gonna kill the fast. It's that simple. You're definitely gonna be burning more fat when you are clearly fasting. Now, water with, um, you know, obviously black coffee, as long as there's nothing in it, but, but Chris is right, you know, that a carbonated beverage is definitely gonna create some sort of an insulin response. Your body is gonna to react to the acids um, from the phosphoric acid from the, the carbonated beverage, whether it's water or it's diet soda or whatever. So. You know, if you really want to be this safe. Is what, this is what I always say. If it's between you with the, like with a zero calorie drink that that might create some kind of cal, uh, insulin response, if it's between you doing it and not doing it, then go ahead and have the zero calorie drink. And what I call it in my book, I call it crutch foods. So there's certain things that people go, well, I can't do it unless I have a Diet Coke or I can't do it unless I have this, then go ahead and do it. But we're telling you the highest and best thing for you to do is to have an unsweetened tea, coffee, or water. Anything else besides those three items can cause an insulin response. So we'd rather not do it. But if you've got to have something, then, then go ahead and do it. All right, let's move on to the next one. This is Jamie from Missouri. Thanks for telling us where you're from. It says, if I'm allowing myself a six to eight hour window, what should my calorie goal be? Is it possible to eat too few calories? I try to eat if I'm only if I'm hungry, but I'm concerned I'm not eating enough. I have between 50 to 70 pounds to lose and work in an office setting, so I'm pretty sedentary during the day. Thank you, Jamie from Missouri. I would, I, I will tell you this, this, when people say, I feel like I'm eating too little calories, I'm always like, eat when you're hungry, stop before you're full. And don't, I mean, I just, I have a friend right now that she's like, 
oh yeah, I'm counting my macros and I'm doing this. And she's like, I feel like I'm shoving food down my mouth right now because I'm not getting in the macros that I need to. And I'm just like, Psh. I just want to punch them in the face. When they say that, it drives me crazy. But I'm going to let Jay give his opinion on this. But I that kind of stuff. And Jamie, I just, I'm not being any disrespect, but I just don't want you to get to this place where you're like, oh, I'm not eating enough. No. But Jay, what's your opinion? Um, it's a great question for her. Again, Jamie, uh, it's a good question. Again, I get this a lot. You answer, she's answering her own question though, because she's saying I have between 50 to 70 pounds to lose. So that's a lot of weight. Okay. So that's probably, I don't know if she's obese. Again, I always try to classify people, not offending people, but like, you know, technically if you're over 30% body fat, you're classified as obese. So if your goal is to lose body fat in the quickest, most efficient way possible, you can't under eat. Okay. That's right. a total, that's a total myth. Now yes. I don't know what she, you, I don't know how much has right but she can't under eat so hey guys i'm so excited that my new book waste away the chantelle rayway is now available on amazon barnes and noble and pretty much anywhere you can find books but we also have the audiobook the ebook and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that i love that i make and it's super cheap it's all my favorites Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. Yeah, that's that's one of those myths that drive me crazy where people say, oh, you're eating too few calories. If you have 50 to 70 pounds to lose, you're not eating too few calories. For sure. Like with questions like this, a lot of people are overthinking this fasting thing. Like, you know, we, 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 it's, it's a real simple formula. You know, we're telling you to eat within this window. Like first get adjusted to eating within that window. And then, and then we'll worry about calories, fat. But obviously, like I said, you know, not, not to be offensive, but if you had 50 to 70 pounds to lose, under eating is not going to be a huge problem no. right now because we're trying to no, lose, uh, you know, a, that, a that's problem. a significant amount of weight. We're talking about, you know, it might take a year or more to lose that amount of weight. So you're talking about significant amount of weight, you're talking about significant lifestyle change because to get 50 to 70 pounds overweight, you know, obviously you were overeating, you know, before to gain that much weight. So now it's going to take a while to lose that. But like I said, like he said, she's answering her own question. But I mean, the only thing, you know, I would, I would, I would tell her that she, if she feels like she, I don't, I don't know what, but she, but she can download one of the apps and she can track how many calories she eats. You know, I, 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 I when people say they want and to track I something, I tell them one And I day. disagree with what Chris is saying right now. And this is the beauty of this show because we don't always agree on everything. But I truly believe when the, you start getting obsessive like this and you start tracking this and tracking that, I, I see what he's saying maybe for a couple days. But our whole goal is to make it where we're not being obsessive compulsive. Um, and she should be looking at, am I physically hungry when I'm eating? And am I, what is my hunger scale and fullness scale? But keep going, Chris. Yeah, I was just saying for her benefit, like obviously it's, it's, it's bothering her mentally. So so anytime something's bothering somebody's mentally, I, 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 try, I try to give them a compromise so that it can help them out because obviously That's Jamie's true. concerned about it. So anytime I tell anybody they want to track, so I, most of the time I tell people, you know, if you really want to track it, fine. You know, I, I always say do it Monday, Thursday, and like a Saturday because usually your eating habits change throughout the week. Like the, the first half of the week, you'll eat a certain way. Thursday, Friday, that range, you'll eat a certain way. The weekends, you'll eat in certain way. So she feels like she's under eating. She's just, she can just take an average and she can see, oh, I'm eating 1,700 calories or I'm eating 
600 calories, you know, Monday, but I'm eating 2,500 calories on Saturday. Okay, I need to find a happy compromise in between there, you know, if it's mentally affecting her. But other than that, I think she should just keep letting the fast work, uh, probably knock it down to six hours. I think she's doing six to eight hour window. Definitely try to get to that four to six hour range, you know, with uh, with that many pounds to lose. And then, you know, and, then, and just and just let the process work work itself out. Don't, you know, don't overthink it. Just let the process work itself out. Maybe add some exercise. She says she sits all day. So definitely three or four times a week, yes, try to add at least 20 minutes point. of exercise. I will tell you, walking at night is a huge thing for me. All right, let's move on. Vince in Athens, Michigan. It says, I enjoy your show doing one meal a day, drinking water with lots of no sugar mustard for the salt. That's interesting. I haven't heard of that. No sugar mustard for the salt, ACV and turmeric. My question is, my daily morning meds and fish oil 3000 MG knock me out. Oh, okay. Does, my question is, does my man... Daily morning meds and fish oil 3000 MG knock me out of fat burning mode. Also doing no sugar and no grains. Thanks. Vince in Athens, Michigan. Jay, I'll, we'll start with you today on this one. It's a great question and it's kind of hard. I, I don't really think we have enough data to really answer because I don't know if he's doing fasting or if he's just doing low carbing or what he's doing. But if he is fasting, then yes, 3,000 milligrams of fish oil is knocking him out of his fast. And that's a, a big mistake. And most people who intermittent fast make that mistake because they take their fish oil capsules in the morning when they're fasting and they're knocking themselves out of the fast. Again, it's, it's all relative. If you're already lean, it, does it really matter? No. But if you're fat and you're trying to lose body fat, yes, it's stopping your fast. So you definitely want to take your fish oil when you eat, when you break your yeah, fast. Yeah, he's eating one meal a day. Why don't, why yeah, don't you just take it's it just easy fix, you know, when you eat? Move all that to, you know, move all that to when, you know, when you come out your window. So simple okay. fix. It's a win-win. Yeah, I agree. And then he also says also doing no sugar, no grains. I mean, I... He's doing no added sugar. There's no way he could do no sugar probably. <laughs> he's probably doing no added sugar. But that's, that's, so, good. that's good. What... Jay, what do you know about the um, no sugar mustard for the salt and ACV? So ACV is apple cider vinegar, and it's a total scam. It does nothing. There's no value in it. It's an old wives' tale. There's been multiple, multiple studies done on it. I mean, it does. It will neutralize your taste buds because it's so effing nasty. Yeah, it is. But there's no, there's no clinical, you know, uh, value beyond it. Maybe dulling your your taste buds so that you don't eat. I, there's, there are some people that probably say, remember I talked about the gut microbiota being infected. It probably does neutralize um, some, of the, some of the acidity that's in your gut microbiota if you're really infected. So some people, it actually might block the hunger pangs, you know, coming out. But again, if you fast a certain amount of time, it's going to kill it anyway. Um, but beyond that, it's just an old wives tale. So many people use that stuff and it does nothing. Yeah. I will say this. I feel like, I, and sometimes I take the, um, take it, and it basically, for me, the apple cider vinegar, I feel like it does control my sugar cravings a little bit. I don't yeah, know if it's me with mental. I don't know if it's mental or what, but it is so disgusting. I found some apple cider vinegar pills, and I've had to do that because the apple cider vinegar is just too disgusting. But I do think um, out of anything that you take supplement-wise – 
the only thing that I feel like will not change your your insulin response is that apple cider vinegar. Do you feel like that apple cider vinegar will cha- will affect your, taking a shot of that will create an insulin response, Jay? Right, Chris. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't think that it will. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I, mean, I, don't, again, I think that's the I, one I supplement. Using, I don't see any value in using it other than maybe, I think, I think you're feeling a placebo effect. There's like I, I said, there's so, so many If you see how many donuts no I eat, I'll take the placebo effect too. I need anything I can get. <laughs> My sweet tooth, my sweet tooth is on another level. I, like I said, I don't know. My mom, you know, my mom got me into it, and uh, I, like I said, I have crazy sugar cravings, and I feel like those. That, that's the only thing that kind of makes them controllable for me. Maybe there's a placebo effect, but whatever keeps them yeah, going, some cookies I do, out my hand. I do agree. I think that apple cider vinegar. I don't know if it's placebo or not. I do feel like it does help me, and I do feel like that that if you are gonna take a supplement in the morning, um, that. You, sh- you can do that apple cider vinegar without it making an insulin response. All right, Ashley, she doesn't say where she's from. It says, hi there. I have a couple questions for the two of you. One, how long have you and Chris been doing IF? Two, what are some of your favorite benefits of doing IF long term? I have been doing IF for a month and really enjoy it. I have about 25 pounds to lose. I'm pretty confident I'll be able to get most of the weight off since 10 pounds came off pretty easily this first month. But is there is this way of life sustainable for years? What can I expect in another month, six months, etc.? Once the weight comes off, are there other benefits from IF good enough to make you want to do it forever? Thanks for your time, Ashley. Jay, let's start with you, and then we'll go to Chris. How long have you been doing IF? It's a great question, and um, I believe, and again, it's my personal opinion, I believe that fasting is the best lifestyle to adapt because anyone can do it. You know, as you said earlier, Chantel, it doesn't require a lot of preparation. You're not sitting there, you know, doing your meal prep, you know, measuring your protein. I mean, yeah. so, so reality, the reality is, is that it's definitely a lifestyle that can be adaptable to anyone forever. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, let's say I want to get really lean and super shredded or whatever. Like I did, I just did, right? My wife and I just did a photo shoot last week on Wednesday. And can you show I, us I, a picture? Show us a picture. <laughs> no, rip my shirt off. Yeah, but, but rip your shirt off. Couple... <laughs> Not right now. That would cost. Okay. That would cost money. No, but, but you, <laughs> you, 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 you can literally go. You literally could go like from fasting for four to six weeks, right? Hold on. No, I do. Wait, I do for the listeners benefit. Chris, I need a couple more shirts with your, I need a couple more pictures with your shirt off. And Jay, I need a couple pictures with your shirt off. I'm going to post it on the site because no, I really think it's important guys because we're getting so many questions about this muscle. Like everyone's like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to build muscle. I'm not going to be able to lose muscle. They need to literally see pictures of you guys for this purpose. Okay. My husband's going to be, if he listens to this podcast, he's going to be like, Chantel, get yourself in check. Right. Okay. But keep going, Jay, keep answering. How long have you been doing? I am like you, it's, it's a sustainable life because you can use fasting to go as lean as you want. And then if you want to relax and enjoy your life and go on a vacation with your wife and kids or whatever, and just relax, you know, your diet as far as how you eat and, and go off the fasting three or four days a week, you can't. 
Well, well, let me say this. I just went to Cancun. You can look at pictures on my Facebook, Jay. I get went on vacation. I think I lost weight on this vacation, and it was all inclusive, all you can eat. When I was there, I ate two meals a day most days. One day, I only ate one meal while I was there. I ate whatever I wanted. I didn't deprive myself. I really think I lost a little bit of weight. You can do it even while you're on vacation. Keep going, Jay. Keep going. That's a great point. To your point, you can also just shorten your fasting windows, right? So instead of like saying, okay, well, I'm going to super relax, you could just say, okay, well, on days that I, you know, I train and and you can do it any way you want, but on days you train, I'm going to fast, you know, for six hours or eight hours instead of like the normal 15, 16, 18, whatever you do. So there's, there's so many ways to adapt this diet and lifestyle. We shouldn't even say a diet, right? We should just call it intermittent fasting lifestyle. But the reality is, the reality is, is it's so adaptable to everybody Mm -hmm. personal to their personal life. It's totally customizable. You can do it any way you want. And, And for me, it doesn't require a lot of prep. You're not sitting there constantly making your meals. You know what I mean? I know. I, and I see pictures. Don't you see pictures on Facebook? And I'm just like, praise God, I do not have to do this. I see people all the time like, on Sunday, I'm making my meal prep for the whole week. And they're eating the same thing every day. I'm like, I mean, oh my gosh, somebody it, shoot me. I'm not doing that. But I think I think the big thing, like, pe- like people have this mindset, like if, 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 if something's working for you, like, if you if, if if you were making investments, so you had a business that was making millions and millions of dollars, why would you stop? So if I'm fasting, I lost twenty pounds, I feel great, and it's easy to do, and I, I can like like yeah, it's, 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 it's not stop? even a lifestyle. All, all we're saying is okay, you're taking your food that you eat, but instead of eating at nine o'clock, we're just going to eat within a six to eight hour window. So so you so you're going to do it, lose your weight, feel great, your body looks good, everything. Okay, what do I do when I come off of it? We'll keep doing it. Like, you don't have to do six right, hours. You can do eight hours, going. 10 Let's, hours, or 12 hours, or whatever you want to do. We've got two more questions I want to answer today. Let's go right on. It says, Tony from Chesapeake. I've been listening to your show, and I'm doing good most of the time while I'm fasting. But sometimes I'm ravagedly hungry, which leads me to overeat. Any tips to help with this, Tony in Chesapeake? I'm going to say this. Um, I will tell you, I wish I put this in my book. Do you ever have that, Jay, where you're like, oh, man, I wish I added this to my book. But this is something I really wish I would have added. And what I call, I'm going to add it in my second edition of the book. And it's going to be called Binge Savers. And so what I've found that, because I come, sometimes when I do a really long fast, sometimes when I really want to lose weight and I'm doing a 24-hour or 48-hour fast and I'm getting ravenous, What I'll do is 30 minutes before I want to end my window, I will eat a binge saver is what I call it. And it's either like almonds or something high in protein 30 minutes before I'm planning to really break my fast. And it really does a wonder. It calms me down. It's like a miracle saver. What about you, Jay? Well, I would just say be careful because most people with almonds, because they're so nutrient dense, they'll overeat them. But I do agree that something that's high fat, high protein is the answer. Um, That's definitely a great thing to do. Another strategy a lot of people can do, which is even easier than that, is to have that soluble fiber cap. uh, What is it? The powder. I forget what it's called. You can buy it at any pharmacy and throw a bunch of that in 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 a blend, not a blender, but like a mixer, you know, a mixer drink and shake it up with water and just pound it. And you will literally, like, that will be it. Oh, that is a great idea. Yeah. 
That oh, kills your appetite. I mean, you literally can go another 24 hours when you do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's more psychological. I would say the only other thing is, again, if you're obese or you have a lot of pounds to lose, that is, it's a good question because a lot of people do go crazy, right? They fast 20, 21 hours, and then all of a sudden they get so hungry, they eat like 3,000 calories in a matter of two hours and then go to bed and it's all sitting there in their digestive tract and it sucks. But if you're fat, again, it's the easiest way to say it. If you have a lot of weight to lose, no offense to anybody who's fat, um, you cannot eat a bunch of stuff that's going to cause your insulin to spike late at night. You can't break your fast at 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night and just start going, and then go to bed two hours later because it's going to sit in your gut. It's not going to break down effectively. And then it negates the whole, you know, previous day's fast. So if you are going to eat late at night, you do a 20 hour, 21 hour fast. Again, I, I answer this question thousands of times. Try to eat protein and fat. The best thing that I know of is a steak and green beans. You know, as Jim says, uh, you know, meat and veggies will make your dreams come true. But, but beyond that, like, and this is what I do, Get some MCT oil, which is medium chain triglyceride oil and your favorite protein powder and like vanilla extract and cinnamon and blend that up with ice. And like, you'll make the frothiest, thickest protein shake and you'll have all that healthy uh, medium chain triglyceride oil, which is essential fatty acid, good amount of protein, probably 60 to 80 grams and drink it over the course of like 30 to 45 minutes and it'll slow down the digestion and you'll be good. You'll go to bed. You know what I mean? You'll get your 100 grams of protein. If you want to make two shakes, you can. You'll get 100 grams of essential fatty acids. And then you're good. You know, you got enough calories. It doesn't matter. Remember, it goes back to that question where she said, I feel like I'm going to undereat. No, you're not going to undereat if you're fat. You're trying to lose body weight. You're creating an energy deficit, you know? So yes. that's, that's what I find really, really works well. But for most people who want to feel good about the food they eat, eat a steak with green beans or broccoli. And, and, and the only thing I could add is, is, is watch the foods that you're eating during, you know, during your eating window. Only time I feel like that ravenous and all that is when, is when I eat a lot of high carb, high, you know, just a high insulin response food. So if I ate a stack of pancakes or something like that during my eating window, but then, yeah, during my fast, I start to feel ravenous in that. But I, I noticed that when I keep my uh, when I keep so my meals saying, balanced. You're saying, wait, Chris. So you're saying like if you ate, let's say like let's say yesterday at three o'clock you ate a huge thing of pancakes. You're mm -hmm. saying then you're saying let's say sixteen hours later, that's when you start really feeling that, ravenous because you didn't yeah, have enough protein. That, that would be the days that I struggle with my fast. You know that that I would struggle with my 16, 18 hour fast or whatever. It's because when I did eat during that window, I had this crazy huge insulin response because I ate whatever I ate, something I wasn't supposed to eat, whether I ate a bunch of pizza or snacks or sugar or whatever I ate. So I would try to maybe balance out your meals a little bit better. I think you'll feel a little bit better. But other than that, yeah, just uh, like I said, protein and fiber always keep you, that's, that's, that's the hunger, that's the hunger fighters right there. So find your favorite way to get protein and fiber in during a snack yeah. or like he said, the shake, and I think it'll help him out a lot. And, and by the way, let me throw this in there too. I learned this from a guy, um, magnesium citrate. So you can, I mean, we all take magnesium, right? But magnesium citrate in capsule form when you are fasting is the best for bowel movements. It's, oh, it's even wow. better. Yeah, it's even better than fiber because of the way it digests in the human body and the insolubility. It just pushes everything through your colon. So you'll have really regular and really clean bowel movements when you go long fast windows, especially when you do 24 hour plus. It's essential to take like 500 milligrams to a, to a gram a day of citrate, magnesium. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, oh yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna start doing that because I will tell you my number one issue, and I know we've talked about this before, but I, there's some people who are great poopers 
and some people who are not good poopers. And I'm in the not good pooper club. (laughs) I'm serious. It's terrible. So I'm going to go get that immediately. You'll, you'll, you know, everything will change. It, it really does change the intestinal fauna, but that stuff is an amazing supplement for, um, for, for- Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, let's yeah, put that on the, the website. I'm gonna put that on the website and I'm gonna go get some immediately. That's a great one. All right, this is our last question. It's from Kayla in Chesapeake. I've read your book about the thin eaters that you interview and I wanna learn more about them. Do most of them intermittent fast or did you find them eating a small meals throughout the day? So um, yeah, that is true in my book. What I did was I literally interviewed over a thousand women and I said to them, you know, tell me what you do to stay thin. What did you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? What do you eat for dinner? And what I found was, the people that were, there were some people that were thin that I interviewed that were eating small meals, but those people are not what I call a naturally thin eater. A thin, there's difference from being thin and obsessive compulsive, and then there's a naturally thin person. And so that is where the difference was. All of the people who were thin, that were naturally thin, they never struggled with their weight. All of them, I found, did intermittent fasting. They all either did one meal or two meals a day, every single one of them. All the ones that were thin, but they were doing all this crazy meal prep, counting their macros. Listen, I don't wanna be like that. I want to be naturally lean, I wanna be thin, and I don't wanna be obsessive compulsive. What about you, Jay? What have you found? I mean, I think those are all good answers. I mean, for me, unfortunately, the, the, you know, the ultimate determinant usually is genetics and, you know, people that are naturally thin or ectomorphic and they can pretty much get away with eating any specific way. But even the thin, naturally thin people, if they don't train, they don't exercise and get enough protein, they become, you know, their body composition is skinny fat, right? Which is just as bad, which this is another thing that most people don't understand. But when you're skinny fat, you're just as bad from a health standpoint as an obese person because your internal organs are corroding at the same rate. You know, you're just as susceptible to disease as the morbidly obese person. The differentiation is that the morbidly obese person is prone to look like that because they store their fat externally. Whereas the skinny fat person who doesn't store fat externally stores it internally. So it's the same thing genetically. So again, it comes down to exercise, are you doing, you know, a Chris design program with weight training, you know, um, you know, with the right type of programming and consistency and function and all that stuff. And then are you getting enough protein? Um, but I still think that fasting, I mean, there's a million ways to skin a cat. People can eat every three hours, tiny bitty meals and still be lean. But like you said, it's, it's discipline. It's hard work. You got a meal prep. You're constantly doing preparation. It's stupid versus eating a couple times a day when you're fasting um, and then maybe every other day, depending on your training volume and stuff like that, eating more is just a more manageable lifestyle approach. Yeah, I agree. Chris, anything that you want to say about that? Last question. Uh, no, I, I think I think y'all covered it pretty much. I agree with uh with Jay. You know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I think, like I said, this is one I recommend to all my clients. Now, it's just the easiest way. If you've been eating a certain way, you know, a lot of people I did with 25, 30, 35, 40 years old, you've been eating the same way for 35 years. You're not all of a sudden going to go to eating exactly 28 grams of carbs and 47 grams of this, you know, it's just, it's just a hard <laughs> lifestyle change to make. Like you've been eating the same way for 30 some years. I just think it's the easiest way 
to 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 maintain leanness, get lean, maintain leanness, maintain the body that most and people strive for. This is the funny part. Like I, and you know, you know I'm really honest, right, Jay? But I it's funny, I just saw somebody post on Facebook and they had all their meal preps, you know, like lined up and they were like, here I am on Sunday afternoon, back to my meal prep. And like, but then you see their picture on Facebook and it's like, this person's gained weight. Here they're doing all this meal prep because this is the cycle that they yo-yo back and forth. They do meal prep for a week and now I'm going to eat completely like junk for three weeks and then they go up back to meal prep again and it's this crazy cycle that they get into. All right. Well, Jay, hey, thanks so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure having you. Chris, as always, we always love having you, my amazing co-host. And hey, if you want to get more information, um, right now, Jay is offering his book for free um, to our listeners. So all you have to do is pay for shipping. Can you tell us the website for them to get that information at? And I'll even do it better. So it's metabolicblowtorchdiet.com. So metabolicblowtorchdiet.com. And that's for continental United States. We'll send you the book for free. Um, but if you're also a watcher of the show, if you email me and it's J-A-Y at Tom Roger Tom. So it's T-R-T revolution.com. I'll send you a free PDF of that book. Spell out revolution, J-T-R-T, revolution. Spell out the word revolution. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That is so great. Well, thank you so much for having us. And um, my book is available as well on Amazon or at ChantelRayWay.com. We'd love to have you over there. And we want to hear from you. We want your questions. So go to questions at ChantelRayWay.com. And we want to hear from you. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.